Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Walt Arnold, SBN, here for a Saturday morning. And he, of course, has been on the radio station for some time. You, each, you hear him each and every Saturday morning right here in the Kiva. You can uh, dial him directly at 256-1255 or find him uh, online at waltarnold.com. Walt, good morning. How are you? I'm doing excellent today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and uh, thanks for being here as always. We've been covering uh, end-to-end, and we're seeing a lot of restaurants that aren't reopening shuttering of a lot of stores. I mean, business isn't going to exactly get back to, to, to the way that it was. I can definitely uh, say that, and some decisions uh, are being made. But that does make a little bit of opportunity uh, for some people out there. And I'd like for you to kind of just give us an overview right now what's happening in the commercial real estate market. That's retail, that's industrial, that's office. Uh, people aren't picking up and going to work. So how is that impacting the commercial real estate office uh, or the real, real estate market overall right now? Well, thanks, Eddie. Uh, the, the, there are so many different parts to that commercial real estate market, and some of them are doing pretty well, and some of them aren't doing very well. Uh, if you take, for example, multifamily, which is apartments, uh, when you look at the apartment market and the housing market, it's doing extremely well. Uh, people are still wanting to build the house. I mean, that's the construction we're still, we're, we are still seeing in the market is uh, multifamily construction, large units, small units. Uh, that's still happening, and those are doing very well. Uh, one of the things we haven't seen yet is, you know, really what's the impact of COVID-19 on – really there's no evictions going on right now. So, you know, those occupancy numbers, will they change much? I doubt it. I think most people will be able to maintain their, their apartment. Uh, when you look at the office market, surprisingly to me, the office market, with all the talk about downsizing of space and working from home, it's really been interesting to me that uh, when we – in our property management that most office tenants are doing okay. I mean, okay. they're making their pay- payment. And uh, I think there's some changes that are happening in the office market, but I don't know if they'll be, how strong they'll be because, uh, you know, when you downsize and everybody works from home, most companies do feel like they lose a sense of productivity because they just can't, you know, the people on in the office, they can't walk down the hallway. But Zoom and Google Meet and all those other things have made uh, – talking to people a lot easier and dialing them up and looking at them and see what's going on and, and monitoring them. But uh, the industrial market is strong, Eddie. I mean, industrial is, uh, the vacancies are extremely low. Uh, the manu- Any kind of manufacturing, distribution, warehousing has just been plowing through the COVID like it wasn't even there. So uh, that's been, a, that's a good story for us. I'd like for you to uh, stop on that uh, for a moment. Why is that happening? I mean, we've got a a tightening of the, the, the real estate market, supply and demand on the residential side, you know, really is unbelievable. Uh, we've seen prices accelerate like we've never seen anything. There seems to be maybe a little bit of a disconnect from the reality. After all, we have 40 million uh, people who have been out of work. We've hired back a, a number of them. But what's, what's happening? Are we just spending more time in our homes or what's going on? <laughs> well, I think on the industrial side, which you think about industrial space, or you think about manufacturing. You're not talking about dense, a lot of people working in there. I mean, it's, people are apart from each other. They're doing their jobs, or maybe they're going out to different sites and working. I think construction business has still been pretty healthy. Uh, so the, the, in that industrial part, and we haven't built any industrial space for so long that as people start to fill any industrial space that's left, our vacancy is really low. If you can find a, a vacant industrial building from 10 to 20, 30,000 square feet, 
And if it's for sale, it's going to sell right away. Even the lease market is very strong in industrial. And then the when you get into retail, it's a whole different story. Mostly retail, especially uh, you know, obviously restaurants, uh, and then you know, the any kind of things that there's some are coming back, like salon, nail salons, uh, gyms. You know, they've had some ability to come back. Some any kind of inter- entertainment venue, totally closed, really basically closed. So uh, those are the, and if you listen to the every day, you're hearing more and more stories about national retail chains that are. Yeah, won't be in business. Yeah, every week we had Lord and Taylor, yeah. uh, just a number of uh, places that have been yeah. in. So why the land- Pizza Kitchen? You know, it goes on and on. Is CPK filing for bankruptcy? Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay, and that of course is uh, sort of an anchor tenant there of the development yes. in the uptown. So what's a, a, a developer like Simon? I believe they own the property of it up in Uptown, one of the premier uh, retail. Uh, I know there's General Growth, there's Simon, and there's I forget there's one other. That are sort of like the big three for the mall uh, ownerships that that are out there. Right. And when a anchor tenant like that, that has so much square footage that's out there, what is a land? What goes through the mind of a landlord and then their lender, the banker? Well, that's kind of the yeah, that's the thing that we're next we're kind of playing out. That's going to, the next thing is going to play out in this is the fact that as tenants uh, start to not pay rent, you know, the next thing is for the lender to call their I mean, for the, the the developer, the landlord to call their lender and say, hey, I can't pay my mortgage because my tenants aren't paying me rent, so I need some forbearance or forgiveness for a period of time to try to work this out. Uh, there's a lot of discussions going on, and I think it's it's deal by deal, you know, space by space, tenant by tenant. Uh, and we're seeing, so I think Simon and General Growth are dealing with tenants on an individual basis. Because a lot of those, you know, a lot of those large uh Shopping centers, Eddie, you know, like Simon has, you know, hundreds of malls across the country, and they have almost the same tenants in every mall. So, you know, they can kind of work out their tenant relationship with a lot of tenants across the board. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 a, it's kind of the domino effect as because then, boom, then the, the lender says, well, what are we going to do? Are we going right. to, you're going to go into default? Are we going to foreclose? And nobody wants to foreclose on anybody right now. So, but it's, it's interesting as I start to look at the, Distressed assets or uh, loans that are becoming distressed or, you know, in default, uh, that list is becoming larger and larger. And the, the largest part of that that we haven't talked about yet is hospitality. The hotel motel business has just been decimated by COVID-19. And there are a lot of people that are in default and going in default. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, in there's, that so there's going to be a compounding. There's going to be a squeezing. There's going to be something at some point that, you know, all this is going to start stacking up. And, you know, this is going to be, I think, part of the the, the crush, the coming crush uh, that will inevitably happen because it's not going to be going back to business as usual. If a business files for bankruptcy and they decide that they're not going to reopen, Walt, it means that they're not going to reopen. I mean, and you've had retailer after retailer, and when you have retail and service sector, that comprises about 21 22%. And you're eliminating, you know, Black Friday, and everyone's going, you know, online now. And you, you've got a whole uh, seismic shift that isn't even actually in the conversation right now because we're still talking about our health and COVID. I mean, we're at this point where we have no idea where the bottom is. You're right, and we have no idea really what. There are so many parts of this that just kind of are not even really talked about a lot. I see them in stuff I read that there's, you know, obviously you can see the signs of, you know, multiple bankruptcies and, multi- and closures. I mean, and, and mom and pop stores that just won't be able to reopen again. I mean, it just right. goes on and on and on. And it, it's, 
it is kind of like that snowball that's gaining. You know, when you're a kid and you're pushing a snowball, and all, and if you have the right kind of snow, that snow just sticks to the snowball, and pretty yep. soon you're, you're pushing right. a boulder, and then you're pushing right. a big, huge ball, and that's kind of where we are. It's a small little ball right now, but I think it's kind of gaining momentum, and we'll see what happens as we move forward. But how, how are you preparing the, your clients yeah, for this at this point? How are you preparing well, your clients, and how do you advise them in a situation like this? Are, are, we, are we stocking, stacking money, whatever we can? Are we trying to, to push them you know, out? Are we doing blends and extends uh, so that these tenants, these commercial real estate tenants, the retailer, mom and pops, you know, California Pizza Kit, what, what, what happens? What are we doing to keep those, those landlords solvent? Well, a lot of things ha- – one of the things that's really happened is a lot of tenants that we're working with, if they are not unable to pay the rent because they can't open, uh, we are discussing there's a much reduced rent. They're paying their triple net charges or, you know, their taxes, insurance, uh, common area maintenance charges, you know, and those kind of – if they're – and this is really mostly on the retail side that this is happening or the entertainment side. So uh, those tenants we're just kind of working with. We're not forgiving the rent. The rent is just piling up on the back end at some point in time. We'll have to deal with that as we go forward. So somebody but does have thing, to ultimately pay the rent, even though yeah. the rent is driven by the amount of sales and some of those percentage right. leases that are there. Then that really gets interesting. Now you've got people who aren't open. They've got a percentage lease, and the landlord say, well, I did this percentage lease on you, but you weren't open during this time, so I don't get to collect the rent. I mean, the landlords are losing out even more than the the business that just uh, shuts down. And the business, as we've uh, featured a, a few weeks ago, we had the melting pot in here. I mean, they, they're getting crushed. Yeah, they are. And what's going to happen is as the tenant piles up the, the balance owed in the future, you know, as, we, as their balance continues to rise, landlords are going to make decisions, either to try to recoup that in the future somehow over time, or, you know, there might be some forgiveness of rent. What's going to happen there, I'm not sure. Once we get back in full mode and people are making money again and able to open and, and do the things they need to do. Is the bailout uh, for the landlords over and for the commercial real estate sector? We're, we're, we're just thinking about these people who are on the sidelines, unemployed, $600 a week, and you hear people whine and moan about it, but, boy, these landlords are bleeding a hell of a lot more than that, and they're not getting any sort of uh, probably relief on their uh, mortgages that are owned because they're the big rich people who own all the properties. <laughs> Exactly. Right, Eddie. Uh, but they, everybody has bills to pay and everybody has obligations. And the thing about the land, I think what's happening with the landlords is if they're in any kind of issue on paying their mortgage or they think that they might be in a situation where they're going to get them, that things are getting, in, you know, in trouble, uh, they're going right to their lender and saying, hey, I need some relief. So the next person in line is the, the lender, the bank. And the lender's going to go to the bank. The bank's going to go to the central bank, and the central bank's going to say, "Well, you know what? I'm going to own you that much more." And guess what? I'm the central bank, and I don't even have the money. Exactly. That. I mean, you can't. We just keep printing money, and eventually we're, we can't print it. We can't keep printing. We can't print. Oh, which, you know, I need a trillion dollars. So, well, you know, and, and five months later, well, I spent or I spent that trillion, and I need three trillion. And the, the good thing about it is that your commercial real estate is going to be worth, I don't know, your building that was worth a million dollars because we printed so much money is suddenly going to be worth $3 million. But really, in true value, it's only going to be worth, you know, $100,000. I mean, well, you know, that, that inflation that's about to hit the property market during this time, I, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. I can guarantee you one thing. I'm going to see unbelievable inflation within the next year. 
It's just economics. Like, I've looked at, so we used to look at this thing called money supply, and you got M1, M2, and M3. Like, we're, like, on steroids and sort of sticking that money into that market. And you're like, well, we got to chase it because there's so much more, and there's so much more demand. When you're not building, like you haven't done an industrial, what did you just say about industrial to start the, start the show? Oh, it's the industrial, the vacancy is so tight. You know, it's probably under 3% uh, <laughs> vacant in the market. And what's the so, unemployment rate? Oh, I mean. <laughs> the real unemployment I mean, rate is like 20. So what do we used to have? In a healthy market, you have the industrial yeah, yeah, yeah. rate, vacancy, and the unemployment rate. I've been saying that to you since day one. That right on top. But what's happened? They've diverged. And what's going to end up happening is they're not going to build any more space because no one's going to assume the risk. And the banks aren't going to lend it out. And you see how the, the, the banks are just tightening the screws. To get approved for a, a new out-of-ground out of construction, I'd say the chances of you doing that are like 99 to 1. Is that fair? <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult to, to get new construction these days, especially on unless you have a tenant in place and something that you have their, the lease rate that they're going to pay. But, you know, one thing that, you, that you've mentioned and touched on a little bit, and which we have not seen for a very, very long time in the United States, in our economy is uh, inflation. Yep. I mean, the last time we really had inflation was in the late 70s, and the CPI, the kind of measure of inflation, was like, you know, 11, 12, 13 percent. And, you know, real estate just benefited from that tremendously. So uh, real estate has been a hedge against inflation for in, a, in many economies and over time. But what we have not seen for such a long time, Eddie, our inflation has been in check in the the Federal Reserve has done everything to do to keep that in, in check. Now, it'll be interesting to see. I know you're calling for that inflation is going to show up. Well, it'll it's not going to show up. It's, it's already there. The inflation just hasn't re, it hasn't come to this realization. I mean, well, you're, you're going to see housing prices go to four or 500000 you know, for what was $250,000, $300,000 because they're not rolling out any new construction. So when you stick all this money into the money supply, someone's got to capture it, and it's going to be captured in goods, services, your staples. Think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I mean, we did a lot of this study. In that triangle, that Maslow, the one that's going to benefit the most, you need food, water, shelter. Those three things are going to cost more than anything at any, at any time in your life. They'll never be more expensive than they will be in the next, couple, in the next coming years. Well, and that's the thing. That's the great thing about real estate. As foreign investors of real estate, it is a hedge against inflation. At least it maintains you will kind of be sure. in that realm. I saw there's a lot of things that won't. You know that will inflation will eat them up just like you know literally they'll be gone. Technology, uh, your you TV, yeah. your iPhone's probably going to be <laughs> worth five bucks. <laughs> yet, yet there's the richest company in the world is Apple and Amazon. Yeah, I know. So I mean, I so the other thing too, what happens in real estate a lot of times for people that have money and have put some stuff away, this might be as you go into the next maybe twelve, eighteen months, might be a good opportunity to acquire some property at yep. good prices. But we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot of unknowns in it, but as you, as what we're talking about, it's kind of playing out that way, and I think it's moving towards that direction. We'll see what happens. Walt Arnold, how can people reach you? Thanks, Eddie. Walt Arnold, SVN Commercial Estate, 256-1255 or waltarnold.com. Great stuff as always, Walt. Thanks for being our longest advertiser here on the radio station. Uh, thanks for doing what you do in uh, terms of providing market insight to commercial real estate uh, uh, owners, uh, really the only new construction that's out of the ground is nothing but state government and nothing but federal government stuff, stuff that's uh, been in the pipe for a long time. I certainly hope that the banks don't tighten up, that uh, we're left with an 80% full building. You know, I saw a lot of that when I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, you might remember those times, which was 
you know, less than, uh, you know, 15 years ago when we literally had a building 80% built and it just stopped. And like, where'd the capital go? Oh, <laughs> it's gone. So hopefully that will not be uh, happening. Thanks for being here, Walt. 256-1255. That's 256-1255 or waltarnold.com. Stay tuned. More great talk when we return here on The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. Download the app. Get all the... News, get all the radio stations, get it all right there. We appreciate that you being here. Thank you.